Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz are back in action a week from tonight. A long All-Star week for them. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, they're at All-Star weekend. The game's Sunday night at 6. Got the question of the day at PK with two Jazz players in. How much do you care about the All-Star game? Way more. thousand percent more. I don't. I thought the exciting part was that they got named a week ago. That was the highlight. You're not. It's all downhill from there. All right. Yeah. Got to pay attention. They're playing first time in. I got to watch it. I got to know what's going on. Otherwise, if they had zero members, I couldn't have cared less. But because they're in, I got to watch it, man. It's part of the assignment. Absolutely. They're in first time. This is their first time. I got to see it. See what happens. A defensive guy in a game in which has no defense intrigues me. What's he going to do? How much is he going to play? And when they build these guys up, if you make a play, I mean, I mean TV people, they like to just heap praise. You know, they like to get their hands dirty. And so here's an opportunity. There's nothing controversial. So you can just lavish the praise big time. You don't have to worry about anything that can make it even remotely controversial. And TV people hate that to every degree. So here I want to hear what praise they're going to have because it reflects well on the franchise. So I am in 100%. We'll get your reaction coming up. Hit us up on Facebook, DJ and PK. On Twitter, David DJ James. Open the phones, 855-340-ZONE. And Yach is waiting for you to grab your phone, use the app, use the open mic feature, and send us your Come take. on, people, use it. We haven't used it much recently, so we want more of it. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Kemba steps to his left, drops back to Tatum. Tatum, good first step, driving past Shamit, and throws it down hard with the right hand on Jermichael Green. Kemba moving to his left, floats back to Tatum. Tatum strong on Kawhi, drives, floats it off the window and in. Boston Celtics in double overtime beat the Clippers 141 to 133. Kawhi Leonard didn't shoot it especially well. Paul George left the game injured again. PK, he's played in a little more than half the games here. At what point are Clipper fans thinking, ah, they're just resting, they're just getting ready? And at what point do they think this is going to be a problem? We may never have all our guys together long enough to really get into the flow of this thing. You should have to ask Clipper fans. It was a nice game. I enjoyed watching the game. That was fun. Lou Williams came off the bench with 35 points, but he was 14 of 33. He needed 33 shots for it. And the Celtics finally pull out the win behind 39. Tatum just went off with his uh, 39.9 rebound performance. During the show yesterday, it broke Devin Booker, Sunstar, into the All-Star weekend. Damian Lillard is out after suffering a groin injury. How much whining was there in the Valley of the Sun over that? That he didn't make it originally? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was uh, one that thing came out uh, two weeks ago yesterday, I think it was. Uh, it came out somewhere in the afternoon, and they spent the whole afternoon. Well, the time I listened to it, and I didn't listen to the whole afternoon. But I listened to it in a traffic jam coming out of the golf tournament for about 45 minutes. And that was a big, big deal. All-Star Weekend kicks off with the Rising Stars Challenge tonight at 7. 
Saturday, of course, the three-point shootout, skills challenge, and dunk contest, and then the game Sunday. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Richard grabs the rebound. Ducks will stay undefeated at home. The final, 68-60. Oregon knocks off Colorado, and the Ducks control their own destiny in the Pac-12 once again. Oregon 8-4 in the Pac-12. They're now tied with uh, Colorado after beating Colorado at home. They were down in that game, PK, and they kept trying to come back, and they get close, and then Colorado hit a couple threes. But eventually they ran them down and got that win, 68-60. Yeah, Colorado, I thought they had a shot to win that, but they blew it. That uh, that Pritchard kid, two things. Feels like he's been there for eight years. Secondly, Cobb. Oregon keeps getting these high-profile recruits, these top ten guys, bowl, bowl, and whatever that happened, bowl, bowl. You know, it's supposed to be all that in a bag of chips. Signed with the Nuggets, if I and, recall. And it's supposed to be, and and but yet Pritchard keeps just making big play after big play. He's done it now. Seems like he's done it for many, many years for what a college guy should do. And you got to give him credit, man. He just keeps plugging away. And uh, Colorado folded. They had beaten, uh, I think they beat Oregon earlier. That's why he was saying this uh, announcer they control their own destiny. It's too many games to go, and and it doesn't really matter. You're going to get in the NCAA tournament anyway. You, know. you finish second and go to the Elite Eight, no one cares. True. <laughs> so. And they control their own destiny, but one sneeze and they're back in fourth yeah. place in this league, too. And so. Four teams with four losses or five? Uh, I think it's four. Yeah. It's uh, Oregon and Colorado at eight and four. And the the uh, Arizona and Arizona State are at seven and four. Because for some bizarre reason, they've already played each other, so they've had their week where they only have one game. So that's why they've played eleven, and the other guys have played twelve. I don't understand that scheduling. They, the rivalry played each other twice in the first half. So yeah, if they got if all four of those teams got in, that would be good for the conference. I don't. It doesn't look like they'll get five. I don't know. Maybe they get four. If I'm Larry Scott and you told me I can get four, I take it. <laughs> USC and UCLA aren't all that far off the pace either. They're both 7-5. and five. No, but I don't think the Bruins have a good enough record overall. You're losing at home to Hofstra. That's a problem. Yeah. And Stanford, uh, people were projecting them as an NCAA tournament team, but a recent turn of events has made that seem much less likely. Yeah, I don't know that it's specifically the four that I mentioned, but I'm just saying if you can get four... Well, one thing that can happen here is with all these teams bunched up, the tournament could be wide open, so maybe a team I mean, that I think it is. I mean, doesn't they look like weeks. they're in gets that automatic bid. I mean, I think those. I think uh, Colorado and uh, Oregon and Arizona are in. I don't know about who, who the fourth team would be. The Utes went to Oregon State, and they were never really in it, PK. They got down big in the first half and never really showed any, you know, everybody has a run, and you get back in the game. That's They're, they're really young. True. Young. They're young. On the Smoked road, they on the road, 70 to 51. <laughs> I know. In 70 to being young. Did not shoot the ball a lick. I mean, they just got to find a way to, to A, be competitive. And they were competitive on the road against SC. And then they, but that's and I, about it. Yeah. But I thought maybe that's a young team, step forward, they're figuring stuff out. But since that SC game, they went to UCLA and got smoked, and they went to Oregon State and got blown out. And before then, yeah, I mean, they, they've got to build some momentum away from the Huntsman Center. They're running out of chances here. Uh, Stanford is a wounded ball club, and they get them Sunday night, so maybe that could happen.
The Utes get Oregon Sunday night. Why do I keep thinking? I don't know. I was with the Arizona Arizona's. schools again. <laughs> keep thinking that you did Arizona's. that yesterday. You and Phoenix Radio are messing you up apparently. Because I keep thinking about the Arizonas, thinking that they that they had the Bay Area trip, and it was such a big deal for the Cats being young. And I read that again this morning about them trying to gather momentum because they've been at Arizona's level. They've, they've been, been struggling on the running road. in place. Yeah. You know, one step up, one step back, that type of thing. Seven o'clock Sunday well, night. Oh, FS1. forget it. They got Oregon. They got no shot. That's what I would think. But if they were playing Stanford, yeah, well, they're going to. They go to. <laughs> I they, know. They go to Stanford and Cal in a couple weeks, but they got the LA schools coming in. Well, I, I, that weekend I'll be talking about Oregon and Oregon State, though. Probably. <laughs> BYU, eighteen three pointers. That's a school record. And they blow Loyola Marymount out. It was a tight game for a while, and then in the middle of the second half, they ran away and hid. 77-54, the final score. Oh, I told you. At 10.30, it was over. I got a text from you at 10.20, actually, and it was funny because my wife was falling asleep on the couch. She's like, how much longer does this go? I said, well, I don't think this is the kind of game you have to watch to the end to break down. At some point, BYU's going to go on a run. They went on a run. I said, I think that's about it. I looked down at my phone. It's over. It's over. Go to bed. It was uh, 50 to 31 at that point, and, and Hawes was playing well. I mean, that obviously, you're going to set school records for threes. But I thought TJ really controlled the game. The game was in his hands. I know Barcelo and others, well, particularly Barcelo. Yeah, he was, had, threes. Uh, he was had, six of eight from three. Had it going on. But I felt, you know, he doesn't really control the ball. I felt like TJ had control. He was dictating everything in that game because he was setting guys up and then when the ball would come back around to him and he'd get his feet squared it's like he was feeling it and he's having a pretty good senior season for sure he's got the uh, Bogdanovich thing going the ball when the ball comes back to him that pump pump fake and then that just that wait for a little hesitation with the flyby and if the guy's flying to the left just that one dribble to the right and then boom I like to think of it and Wang myself. Oh, it could be. Yeah. Connor Harding, rim, top of the backboard and in. That was a fortunate shot. Shooters bounce right there. Utah State's going to take on Fresno State tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, ESPNU. Scotty G will have the call at 7.30. Fresno State's having a terrible year. They're going for win number 10. Utah State's going for win number 21. And BYU will be uh, presumably burying USD. San Diego's going for their 10th win. They're 9-18. and 18. BYU will be going for win number 21. That's on CBS Sports Network at 8 o'clock. The only way I can see the Cougars losing that is if several of their guys, and obviously it is BYU, so it would be several of their guys, came down with a bad sunburn. Wouldn't want that to Too happen. much fun in the sun. Sounds terrible. Yeah. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Colorado reaching out to Kansas City Chiefs offensive quarter coordinator Eric Bieniemy to gauge his interest in returning to the alma mater. He was a star running back in the late 80s, 87 to 90. He's been an assistant coach at Colorado a couple different times on a couple different stats. He's the Super Bowl champs at Kansas City. Now he could stay and wait for the NFL head coaching job. Apparently one of the things with Andy Reid calling the plays is kind of a little bit of a hurdle for him to overcome on the way to being a head coach in the NFL. Yeah, I don't think he's going to call the plays as a head coach, so I don't think it's a big deal. I actually think it works 
tremendously to his advantage. And then if because, NFL owners think like you, yeah. then maybe he will stay in the NFL until see you. Well, the Never good mind. thing is either way he'll get a pay raise. And so that's what uh, that matters. And so that should hurt, but that should help him. But not, I, I heard that. I, I don't see how that's a disadvantage because most head coaches don't call the plays anyway. And so here, being able to watch one of the best coaches of our generation here in this particular era that just has lasted over 20 years, Andy Reid, and you've seen Doug Peterson win a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback and another guy who's sort of okay, to me, that's that's an absolute positive. That's not a negative, being able to say, yeah, I watched Andy Reid do his thing for a number of years, and he's taken, it's like he can take Joe Blow from we know where, off from Idaho off the street and turn him into a, a representable quarterback, and then if he's got really good skill, he could turn him into the best in the game. To me, that's a complete and total advantage. I don't know what Eric Bieniemy wants to do, but I certainly wouldn't hold that against him if I decided that he was my guy. I would think that would be an advantage because I've seen that. Did Doug Peterson call the plays? He must have not. If Andy Reid's calling the plays, Peterson didn't call them. Peterson just fired his offensive coordinator this past offseason. And they won a Super Bowl. And nonetheless, he hasn't been given an NFL job. And there have been plenty of stories out there about African-American assistant coaches don't even feel like they're well, really a, in that's the pipeline. Story. Right. And so maybe this is all just, you I'm, know, blah, blah, blah. I'm talking about the qualifications, up. that yeah. other stuff there. I don't understand that, but uh, that that's a whole other issue. You want to talk about that issue, I'm fine talking about that issue. Uh, but I'm just talking about his qualifications, how they're not, in my mind, dented because he's worked for Andy Reid. That's nothing but a positive. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I think the Patriots knew they weren't signing him before the season started. I believe the Patriots are 100% done. I think the Patriots are okay and ready to move on. They know Brady's not coming back. I don't think they want Brady for $13 million. I don't think they want him, period. And I think that Brady knows it. So why why do you like a tweet from the L.A. Chargers? Christian Faria right there saying it's all a smokescreen. They're being nice for PR purposes, but Brady knows it's over. Patriots know it's over. Now it's just a matter of time to see where Brady lands. Or if he changes his mind and decides to retire, but it doesn't sound like that's the way this is going. I guess not. Well, something to follow. Steelers general manager Kevin Colbert says that quarterback Ben Roethlisberger is not done playing football, continues to rehab an elbow injury. He had season-ending surgery on the elbow last fall. Colbert would neither confirm nor deny that Big Ben underwent Tommy John surgery. Think of that more with pitchers. It's more baseball thing, but find out, I guess, from Roethlisberger at some point. Well, you know, instead of going every every fifth day, he'll go every seventh day. Brilliant. <laughs> Unless they get a Thursday night game. Well, no, he doesn't have to go then. Then it's five skip days and ten days. And you, can, yeah, you skip a spot in the rotation. That's been known to happen over the course of a season. In fact, that's fairly common. <laughs> I mean, it's 15 starts. I mean, 16. Come on. Yeah. How many Super Bowl titles are left for this older generation of quarterbacks who's dominated the game? Zero. Really? They're not winning again. None of them. Not Breeze, not Roethlisberger, not Brady. Obviously, the two Mannings are gone now. You can throw Rodgers in there. 
That's Rogers what I was about to say. Is Aaron Rodgers part of that group? Yeah. Or is he he's 36. No, yeah, he's, yeah. Once you get over 35, you're... All right. Yeah, I'd put him in that group. Yeah. How about anybody in their 30s? Then we can lob Russell Wilson in. Well, I'd have to... Yeah, I think... He could win again. Yeah. That would have to. I, I don't know off the top of my head who's 29, who's 30. So I'd have Cam to. Cam Newton? I'd have to look. Cam Newton just needs to get on the field. Needs to be healthy. Yeah. All right. DJ and PK, that's what's trending. There's the headlines for the morning. It's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801 295 1690. It's Shamrock Plumbing. All right. It's Friday going into a three day weekend. So if you want to screw around today, we're 100% in favor of that. And if you want to talk about the jazz players, we were very curious. PK and I uh, not of one mind with this. With two jazz players in, how much do you care about the All-Star game? We'll get to that next. Hit us up on Facebook, DJ and PK, Twitter, David DJ James. And of course, go ahead. Grab the phone, use the app, use the open mic feature. Yaka will get your audio. You can send us your take whether you're going to watch the All-Star game or not. Watch a little... Semi-pay attention, completely dial out, whatever it is. We need a romantic music today. It's Valentine's. Yak, y'all ready for that? We'll get it. It's my All daughter right. Jamie's birthday. Happy birthday. Happy hey, birthday, Happy Jamie. birthday, Jamie. And uh, also, romantic music. I've got several. I mean, obviously. <laughs> I've got several. <laughs> the memories. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very good. Well, I'll try to listen anyway. That's DJ okay. PK. <laughs> it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.